0: I'm Damian Bolwa, welcome to 5th and Mission. Whether you're a sports fan or not, you might have noticed a lot of people in the Bay Area are talking this week about the 49ers and what they will do in Thursday's NFL Draft. The Niners are expected to take a quarterback with the third overall pick, a quarterback who could lead the storied franchise for many years. But which quarterback? That's what has everyone talking. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show to talk about it the Chronicle's storied sports columnist's Ann Killian and Scott Osler, how are you guys doing? Great. We're doing great, David. We're so
1: excited about the draft, we can't even stand it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, worry about the draft, a lot of memes on social media, people may have noticed, but before we get to that, Ann, how did we get here? How did this become the, the sort of defining draft for the Niners?
1: Well, it's funny because they don't make quarterbacks of the future like they used to. If you'll recall when the uh, 49ers draft, uh, traded for Jimmy Garoppolo a couple of years ago, they were set at quarterback. They had their quarterback of the future. And, um, and funny how that's all changed by now. Uh, what has happened is that Garoppolo has been very good when he's played, but he's missed two full seasons because of injury, and now he's 29, and that is just – it's not okay for the, – the brain trust, Shanahan and Lynch, don't feel that they can trust him. So they had a lousy season last year. They were um, you know, in that kind of in-between, murky area of the draft in the middle of the first round. And they saw an opportunity to trade up to the number three spot with Miami, who has their quarterback of the future, um, Tua. And uh, and so they figured this was a pretty quarterback-heavy draft. There were a lot of good prospects. Um, what they said, they didn't want to be left waiting at the altar for their new quarterback. And so they gave up a lot. They traded um, up in this draft and plus two future first-round picks, To get to the number three spot. And hey, no pressure, rookie. All you have to do is, uh, is make the perfect throw to win a Super Bowl, which is the one thing Jimmy Garoppolo did not do when he was healthy and, and never get, never get injured. So that's a pretty high bar that they've already set for themselves. And, um, this is, you know, this is where they are. There is no bones about the fact that they are looking for the quarterback that can lead them back to the Super Bowl and this time win it.
0: Yeah, Scott, there, it seems like there's obviously a lot of pressure on the 49ers, but a lot of the pressure seems to be falling on the fans who have been freaking out for the last few weeks about who they'll take. Tell us about what Niners fans are feeling.
2: Well, Niners fans have been freaking out for decades, going back to Brody <laughs> and Tittle and Montana and, and all that. And, uh, what, what are they thinking? What the fans are thinking is that they want to, generally speaking, they want to move into the future with a quarterback who has multi-dimensional tools, who can run a little bit along with passing, who isn't just a drop back in the pocket, old-style quarterback, they want to move it in the future. They saw their team choose Jimmy Garoppolo over uh, over uh, the quarter, You know, they they passed on on uh, on Kansas City on Pat- Patrick Mahomes because they had Garoppolo, and so they well be- before they had Garoppolo, long story, but they passed on Mahomes. The fans want to see a new style quarterback. They, they, they want to move into the future. And Kyle Shanahan seems to be set in the past, what some people see as the past. And, and so it's an existential clash of, of philosophies.
0: So the fans are upset. They don't want to see the old guy. All right, well, let's talk about who they may or may not take. I mean, it is a, it's a historic draft for quarterbacks, right? Who do you guys uh, see them taking? What are the, what are the possibilities?
1: Well, I think they're going to take Mac Jones. That seems to be the consensus. And he's the guy that the fans are freaking out about. They think he's, you know, before when people were talking about this draft, maybe a few months ago, they were projecting Mac Jones based on his athleticism and the kind of thing Scott was just talking about, his lack of being Patrick Mahomes. They talked about him being possibly a high second round pick. And so 49er fans are freaking out that their team gave up all this draft leverage in the future to get a guy that might have been there where they were originally drafting or isn't going to be, you know, that much different than what they have. The other guys are Justin Fields from Ohio State, who I think has a tremendous upside and plus has played, you know, in really big games like Mac Jones. And then Trey Lance, who's from North Dakota State, who um, doesn't have a lot of experience, but the weird thing is he has the exact same amount of starting experience as Mac Jones because Mac Jones sat um, for a while at Alabama. And the other thing about Mac Jones is, you know, he arguably had more tools and more excellence around him for the collegiate level than he'll get from the at the 49ers at the NFL level. I mean, he was in a great situation. So those are kind of the three choices Um the first two choices, Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson is supposed to go to the Jets. Um, and and I think the reason people are freaking out so much is the 49ers are a team that was were in the Super Bowl just 15 months ago. You know, they're, they, they have the potential to be a very good team. And so to get a quarterback that high, you know, the, the two teams in front of them are Jacksonville and the Jets. Those teams are always drafting that high. The 49ers have a chance, you know, to put – a young quarterback into a really good situation. Um, And so, and Kyle Shanahan has this reputation as being the quarterback whisperer yet, but he has yet to prove it. You know, he didn't develop CJ Beathard. He didn't develop Nick Mullins. He traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, who, who, who really thrived in the system, took the team to a Super Bowl. but we haven't yet to see Kyle develop a quarterback from scratch. And that's, the thing that there's a lot of pressure involved. This is going to make or break probably Kyle's reputation as a head coach, as a, as a quarterback developer, I would think.
2: Well, as a head coach, I agree with that. And, and if, if you're Kyle Shanahan, you don't want to he'll And he'll be the one making the choice, not John Lynch. Um, you don't want to draft out of fear of the angry mob, these fans who are calling out for a, a, a new age quarterback, but, the angry mob isn't totally uh, crazy, you know? They they have some justification for their feeling. And they would look back in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl you mentioned and see that as a message from the gods that, hey, our old-school drop-back quarterback ran out of tools in the fourth quarter and lost to a brilliant new-school-type quarterback. Kyle, wake up and, and smell the coffee. So the fans aren't... Uh, <laughs> You know they they don't watch as much film as Kyle does, but uh, some of not, them do. <laughs> as a group, totally uninformed, I probably so.
1: Well, the the other thing about <laughs> Kyle is he's got this reputation as oh my gosh, it's such a complex system. You know you can't you have to spend months, maybe years yeah. in it, marinating it, and um, which you know to me, I mean it's not rocket science if it's that complex. You know Andy Reid adapted his system to Patrick Mahomes, um, and the other thing is is that Kyle you know is kind of set in his ways. So all of that makes Kyle seem, even though I think he's a great coach and I I, I enjoy covering him, um, it makes him seem very inflexible about what kind of a quarterback he's looking for. And I think right. the name of the game right now, especially with the amount of money involved and and the 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 pressure on these draft picks, you got to be flexible and you've got to you've got to adapt these young players. You've got to adapt your system for them because you know if you're going to spend all this draft capital on it on a kid. Um, you know, you, you better make it work.
0: All right. I want to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Scott Osler and Ann Killian. I want to ask you guys about the racial component in this draft. And finally, I want to ask you who you would take if you're willing to say. We'll be right back on Fifth and Mission. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa, joined by Ann Killian and Scott Osler, two of the Chronicle sports columnists. We're talking about the NFL draft which is Thursday. The Niners have a big choice, expected to take a quarterback. Let's talk about this racial component. We see it a lot, you know, with quarterbacks in the NFL, a lot of coded language. And it seems like a lot of bias that's left over from the bad old days where black quarterbacks are still looked at as different somehow. Well,
1: I I think, you know, I think we're we should be all more sensitive to the coded language, but we still are seeing it in this case where Mac Jones is described as super smart, really able to read defenses. Um, not that athletic, but he can overcome all that. And, and then, you know, Justin Fields is, is, uh, what an athlete he is, but maybe he doesn't read defenses that well. And and Trey Lance, gosh, he just doesn't have that much experience. But the fact is he has the exact same number of starts as Mac Jones does. So there's just and, – and Mac Jones had a DUI as a freshman. If, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields had that, I imagine that would be in virtually every story that we read about these guys. So it's just – it still feels to me that there's this kind of the way – The draft analysts and the unnamed GMs and scouts speak about these guys, it still feels like the language is coded to me.
2: I agree. And I do think it's changing a little bit doing my, trying to do my my homework for this draft. I'm looking at various evaluations and I see it sneaking in that some guys are saying positive uh, things you might say about the black quarterbacks, you know, like Tray Lance, yeah, he he does read defenses pretty well. Or or Justin Fields seems like a smart quarterback. So whether they're just getting uh, they're being more fair these evaluators, or or they're trying to be woke or whatever, but I I see at least a small move in the right direction of trying to trying to give a fair evaluation of these guys, which has held black quarterbacks, as Damian said, a, has held them back for decades.
1: Yeah, and you you would think we'd be
0: and, over and them. lingers. <laughs> Yeah and, it, yeah, and it and it obviously hasn't borne out in the NFL. If you look at the talent at the quarterback position now in the NFL, uh, some of the best tacticians are people like Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes.
1: Absolutely.
0: So let's talk about a little bit about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, what a draft for him! Has he has he spoken? How is he feeling about everything? What's his future?
1: Well, he has not spoken. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, John and. Lynch and and Kyle Shanahan uh, said that they that he was really pissed off, Um, which, you know, is a good thing. I think if one of the things that Jimmy hasn't had is anyone pushing him and that's not his fault. It's by design with Lynch and Shanahan. They should have had someone pushing him a little harder. But, you know, C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins, every time they got in a game, it's like, well, these guys aren't pushing him. Right. So, you know, Jimmy has done really nothing wrong except one pass in the Super Bowl and two big injuries. Um, you know, Eric Branch kind of stole the show on Monday in the draft press conference when he asked Kyle if he could guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the roster as of Sunday. And Kyle said, I can't guarantee that any of us will even be alive on Sunday. So so that was a very... um Weird way to 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 uh, step away from that question. A little dark, but um, yeah. So, what's a bigger deal—the NFL draft or the potential end of the world that Kyle's predicting? But I, I think um, you know, I think they have a great setup. In if they keep Jimmy, he's under contract for two more years. They could keep him for another year. They know they can win with him. And if they draft someone with this upside, then. You keep Jimmy and you have the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes kind of mentorship. That's, to me, a perfect world. But if they take Mac Jones, it seems that they might be taking him because they think he's more ready to step in. And then that would make uh, Jimmy obsolete which also would make you wonder, like, if he's ready to step in right now, where's the upside? And if Jimmy gets traded, everyone assumes it would be back to the Patriots because Bill Belichick loves him. And then becomes the question, who gets back to the Super Bowl first, the Patriots and Jimmy G or the 49ers and their newbie quarterback?
2: Yeah. And a word about Jimmy G, it's not totally his fault that he kind of got oversold in the beginning Although it kind of is, he came in, the first time he appeared for the 49ers was in a substitute role. He came in for an injured quarterback, into the game, pulled off a miraculous play, touchdown, won the game for the 49ers, and very creative. And everybody was saying, that's what Jimmy can do. And then he won some big, he won several games, but they weren't important games. They were kind of uh, late season games and stuff like that. So he, he through no, no fault of his own, became overhyped. And he never really lived up to that. Forget about the injuries. He just never completely uh was the quarterback that for one thing Kyle Shanahan hoped he would be because Kyle didn't. I don't know. Trusted.
1: I kinda remember that we were all in Miami uh February of twenty twenty, and that was because Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> was a good enough quarterback to get them to to the Super Bowl. And and
2: that's that's the key. Good yeah, enough. Well, but, I but, you know, good enough to the Super Bowl, I understand <laughs> that. But the 49ers have had, have had four quarterbacks that led them to Super Bowls, uh, starting with Joe and Steve and then Colin Kaepernick. The first three of those guys, you can actually make the case they led them. They led the offense to the Super Bowl. The In Jimmy's case, you can make the case that he less led them, more he just was able to, to do a good job with them. I don't think his role was as big as the other three guys who led them to, to Super Bowls.
0: All right, that leads us to prediction time, or perhaps your choice. I, I want to say that I am a Trey Lance guy. Um, I'm willing to to tell you guys that I that's who I hope they take. Uh, what about you? How much film are you studying? <laughs> none. David? Almost none. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: I, I'm going with Trey Lance because. I think it's time to move. I I don't think you show up at the uh, starting line of the Baja 500 with a horse and buggy. (laughs) So time to move on. Trey Lance. Um,
1: I like Justin Fields because I think he's, you know, there's, everyone says Trey Lance has a super high ceiling, uh, that Mac Jones has a super high floor. I think Justin Fields has both. I think he is He's played really well. He's been in a big-time program. He's ready to step in, but he also has a really high ceiling. So I like Justin Fields. And then we can debate this until the end of time. We still debate Stephen Joe, and we debate Alex and Colin or Alex and Aaron Rodgers. So get ready for the next 10 years of debate.
0: And by the way, this may be the end of well, time, like today Kyle and tomorrow. Kyle says it is. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll be watching and we'll be reading your coverage today. Okay,
1: thanks for having us.
0: Thanks to my guests today, Chronicle sports columnists Ann Killian and Scott Osler, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.